Welcome to the HR Empowerment Podcast, where we will uncover strategies and new insights from HR professionals who discuss up-to-date regulations, best practices, and the most pressing topics like diversity and equity, leadership, dealing with difficult situations, and much more that affect your bottom line and business. Thanks for joining us. Hey, everybody. Wendy Sellers here, the HR lady. We are back. We're talking about crashing and burning. Ooh, we're here today with Dr. Steve Yaccavelli. Hey, how you doing, Steve? Good, Wendy. Good to be back. Hey, I love the name of your company, Top Dog Learning Group. Where does that come from? So actually, my uh, former business partner and I started it when this was a side hustle while we were still at the Walt Disney Company. And we, you know, her last name is Bond. My last name is Yacovelli. And like Bond and Yacovelli Associates was just wicked stuff. That's not how we are. <laughs> so we both like dogs and I didn't even own a dog at the time. And that's how Top Dog was born. <laughs> I love it. I don't own a dog either. I'm around <laughs> dogs 24 seven because they get to go home and I get to go home when I'm done, you know, petting them. Um, <laughs> but thank you for sharing that. I want to talk, I want you to tell our, our listeners, you know, why do so many people fail? Why do they crash and burn as leaders? It's it's a really, really important and great question, Wendy. Thank you. And, and you know, I've been in this space for um, almost 30 years. And, and over that time in, in doing this consulting thing, you see leaders who are just rocking and rolling and you see those who literally are crashing and burning. And as I kind of was like being that little anthropologist watching folks do their thing, um, it really bubbled up to what I had seen as, as the top six leadership competencies that if someone's doing these, they are rocking and rolling as a leader. And those who aren't doing those, they're the ones crashing and burning and their authenticity, courage, empathy, communication, relationships, and culture. And if you're doing these six and you're doing them some semblance of wellness, if you will, um, they're the ones who are going to succeed in the leadership world. I love it. Talk to me about uh, authenticity. Let's just start at the top there. I mean, some people were like, hey, can you hold your true self back just for a minute? <laughs> yeah, yeah, just leave that at the door, virtual virtual Zoom or whatever. Yeah. So, I mean, and you're, you're hearing all the folks like the Brene Browns of the world and stuff talking about how authenticity really leads to leadership success. Why? Because it builds trust. People can, can connect with you. And on the opposite side, when you're not authentic or inauthentic, um, people can tell. People aren't dumb. Um, they can see when you're you doing that like schmoozy thing or playing a part or not being your true self at the workplace. And so when you're an authentic leader, that's power, that's connectedness. And, and I, I talk about those six, again, authenticity, courage, empathy, communication, relationships, and culture, and they are so gorgeously intertwined, you can't separate them. You know, I, I, if I'm being authentic at work, that's courageous right there. If, if I'm uh, building relationships, well, I'm automatically shaping the culture around me in the workplace. And so they all kind of intertwine in this little hairy messy, awesome ball. But if you're doing all six correctly, you will succeed as a leader. Teams with inclusive leaders are 17% more likely to report good performance, 20% more likely to report making high quality decisions, and 29% more likely to report cooperating. Further, it's been discovered that a 10% increase in views of inclusion enhances work attendance by about one day per year per employee, lowering the cost of absenteeism or lying about being absent. <laughs> mentally absent. Yeah, that's that's uh, hilarious and not. Um, <laughs> but, you know, 
for some of our viewers or listeners, they may be thinking, well, one one day per year isn't a big deal. Yeah, but if you have a hundred employees yeah. and they're physically absent one day per year, and like JC just mentioned, if they're easy to check out, cl- call out, clock out, not think about work at all, then they're also very easy to quit and stay or take your paycheck, but do the bare minimum because nobody's really asking for my opinion anyway. So folks, it is important to become inclusive. And what we mean by that of being a good leader, it's not just about being a good leader of, oh, I have my ducks in a row. I have policies. I have procedures. I treat everybody the same. Man, do you really? Do we really treat everybody the same? What are your thoughts on that, Steve? Yeah, I, I mean, let's 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 just call it out. Every single human has some sort of bias, whether it's it's conscious or unconscious, and and you know we tend to favor those people who are part of our pack, part of our group, um, you know, in groups and out groups. And so when a leader accepts that and starts to be uh, paying attention to that, it's when they can get a little bit closer to treating each person uh, in in a fair way. Of course, we connect with people differently. That's the whole relationships thing. But a smart leader will will start to manage those biases they might have as far as favor. And, and, and preferential treatment and, and connectedness. Yes, you have your friends at work, but smart leaders know to be mindful of that and, and really work to kind of not fall into those potential biases that they might have. I wanted to um, actually comment on the unconscious bias part because I, I was literally just doing a training on it this morning. And it is not what people think, you know, it's unconscious, you know. And so <laughs> I, somebody was asking me recently in a, in a two day management workshop, Hey, how do I get over this unconscious bias? I'm like, first of all, you got to admit that you're biased. You got to admit that you didn't know. I myself took the unconscious bias assessment mm-hmm. years ago on age, um, age discrimination and it said that i was um i was discriminatory against older people which is basically older than 40 in the usa law and that means i was discriminatory against myself and my friends and i really had to sit there and think about what does that mean and and what i realized um was i was doing so much uh training on generations in the workforce Mm. that i became very very protective of the younger generations and then i became biased towards older generations Mm. which really isn't old old but you know it for me i was like okay let me step uh, take a step back and now i i switched my training around um because i was like well i don't want to A, I don't want to be that, and B, I don't want to be seen as that. So the unconscious bias, folks, you know, we got to rip that Band-Aid off and say, we don't know what we don't know. What can I learn? And so I would encourage everybody to do some kind of assessment. And uh, when this goes live, I'll post on uh, LinkedIn um, and on my social media where you can get those free free assessments. Yeah, Project Project Implicit is a fantastic resource. And and we we actually, in our unconscious bias, actually, I, I stopped calling it unconscious bias. I call it being consciously inclusive because it's more active. You know, I, I, I had a, a person in one of my training classes years ago who's like, well, if it's unconscious, I can't do anything about it. And, you know, that's not the attitude we want. If we're going to be smart leaders, we want to be consciously inclusive. And to do that, to your exact point, Wendy, the first step is awareness of what biases I, I have and I don't. Yeah, exactly. Well, thanks for listening to episode two of our five-part series on inclusive leadership. It starts with you. In our next episode, we're going to cover coaching to success, including why people fail at coaching. Thanks for joining us. 
Thank you for joining the HR Empowerment Podcast, brought to you by Aurora Training Advantage. We hope you've gained new insight and strategies to navigate the HR profession. We look forward to you joining us again on the HR Empowerment Podcast.